0: Hello, welcome to the Nintendo Bros Podcast. This is Pete. And this is Derek. And we have another exciting episode this week, don't we, Derek? Yeah, a really exciting episode in my mind. In your mind, but also in reality. In reality, yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, So yeah, I mean, the the other day they showed off the final trailer for Tears of the Kingdom. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm-hmm. Three minutes, and they announced it just the day before. They said tomorrow we're going to show the final three-minute trailer. Mm -hmm. Now, Derek, before we dive into the actual trailer itself, um, what were your expectations when they announced that they were going to show a three-minute trailer?
1: Um, you know, I, I kind of figured it was going to be a little bit more of like a sizzle reel, as opposed to that kind of slow walkthrough of game mechanics. Um, I expected it to be kind of more flashy and have some more substance. Um, so I went in with, I, I went in with higher expectations than that. But again, because the trail, the the technical. 10 minute thing was a little bit slower i didn't quite know how excited to get for this but um you know anything zeldas i'm always excited for
0: yeah i guess i'm, I'm exactly the same i think in a weird way when they said three minutes i'm like oh i'm like almost more excited that it's a trailer that's three minutes versus a gameplay demonstration um yeah although i do think now looking back it was the right move for them to have done that gameplay demonstration the 10 minutes totally agreed Uh, because it kind of fleshed out more of the depth and now we got to see kind of this wild uh, you know plethora of different places and settings and things and
1: variety like like i saw someone say oh i wish they had done the this trailer first and then the technical thing and i was kind of like you know if they showed the trailer before the technical stuff a lot of people would be asking questions about some of the stuff in the trailer that like how does that work mechanically? So I'm glad they kind of showed so people watching go, oh my gosh, you can do that. Oh my gosh, you can do that. Oh my, like, made a little bit more, gave a little more surrounding context to enjoy the trailer, I found.
0: I agree 100%. I mean, the only thing I, I may have suggested is that there was a little bit less time between the two. Like, they, you know, they showed the 10-minute trailer, or the 10-minute gameplay demonstration, and then maybe three days later showed this trailer, but... Mm-hmm. I mean, in retrospect, it doesn't really matter, does it? Um, No, yeah. (laughs) um, So, uh, yeah, I think that, I mean, I'm just going to say it. I thought the trailer was amazing. Um, Me too. It was better than I expected it to be. Me too. And it seems like that's a pretty unanimous opinion online. I've seen on, you know, from the Reset era to Instagram and Twitter, everyone seems to be over the moon about this trailer. Yeah, agreed. Um what was your I mean what, what are some of your takeaways Derek what what would you feel like, for for one how many times have you watched the trailer
1: Um I've watched it 3 times now Okay Um and I pause it and rewind little sections of it but the first time I watched it you know at work without sound and it got me really excited just seeing some of the, the content that was shown. Mm-hmm. And then when I got home, I actually listened to it with sound. And the, the music is so well done for the, the trailer. It just got me so much more hyped. And yeah. then I had to watch it immediately again. Then I, I think I watched it four times because I watched it again today. Um, so, yeah, it was kind of nice watching that first time without sound because I kind of focus on the visuals. But, you know, once you get, hear that music, it just like kind of it sucks you into getting into Zelda mode. And it's crazy that it's you know, less than a month away now.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I'm similar. I was at work, and I watched the first time on my phone um, with pretty low audio. And then at lunch, I went to my car, and I played through my car Bluetooth and had the volume jacked. And I was like, whoa, I'm way more pumped now.
1: Um,
0: and then I've watched 100 more times. So, Yeah, I, I'm not surprised. I'm kidding, actually. I, you know, I've probably only seen it four times as well. Um, but I have been looking at some other stuff. Like, I've listened to a few other uh, podcast discussions about it. And I we both saw that commercial that leaked... Um, yeah, and
1: I, I've been, yeah. you know, some people have been talking about different, like, still images from it. So I've been kind of analyzing and, and listening to people, what people are saying. And not too much because I want to be surprised, but, um, you know, there's c- certain things that caught my eye in the trailer that I'm sure we'll talk about um, that some other people are kind of dissecting a little bit more, gave me a different, different opinion on it. So I'm kind of. Totally. Following um, that, yeah. There's
0: also, I don't know if anyone's really noticed this, but Nintendo posted on Instagram a clip of just kind of Link standing on like the edge of a, some, they don't really show it, one clip, but it shows him like, kind of like, you know, that opening shot of Breath of the Wild where he's standing out like amongst, like on the edge of the plateau in front of Hyrule. hmm It was like that, except he was standing on like a little bit of a, kind of a brick, uh, stone, cobblestone, uh, Lookout point, but like way above the uh, Sky Islands. I actually don't think it this has been in the trailer or anything. So I, it actually is a new clip, I think. Hmm. Um, but that was, it was cool. I mean, it's not really that spoiler or anything that, that significant, but it was cool. Um, but yeah, let's, uh, let's get into it, Derek. So um, I know I asked you to list your top three parts of the trailer or top three mm-hmm. favorite takeaways. Why don't we start with that and then um, just dive in.
1: Sure. Do you want me to go first? Yeah, yeah. So um, you know the first one that that really stood out to me. I I just it was the thing I remembered the most from w- after watching the first time because I just thought it was so ridiculous and wild and creative. And I I kind of thought about this even before the trailer, so I was glad it got confirmed. Um, is that there's that like two seconds of like in the middle of the sizzle reel where Link is riding this, like giant stone mech thing that's swinging think, like yeah. a, almost like a like a battle bot against like a uh, and. Like a um, orc, fu- also with the well, like a it's, it's
0: uh, on a on st- uh, a stone talus or whatever, like that Brock enemy. Oh yeah, it? yeah, yeah.
1: Okay, I, I, that's what I. I didn't know the name. That's what I thought it was. And um, I just in my mind, you know, after seeing the fuse, kind of in that in the hand building mechanics of the um, that longer kind of showing, I was like, man, what are the crazy stuff that you can build? And I actually thought, I'm like, you know, can you build more elaborate stuff than just a vehicle? Can you make it have extra functions and, and you know how far can you take this and this is kind of the beginning of man i, I think you really can go wild with your imagination like you can make them like almost like a you know a battle bot like i think it's freaking awesome so that one really stood out to me
0: i, I do wonder because uh, i saw that too and there's like almost like a little arm on the uh, it's like he's riding kind of like a like a big tall gray stone built vehicle and it looks yeah. like there's, like, a little arm on it. And I am just I was just kind of curious, like, how, how, do you, how do you think that works with, like, uh, adding items and weapons to the things
1: you build? So I'm curious if it's, like, there's certain things you can attach. And then it looks like in the that little clip that Link is holding, he's on top and, and like, almost holding, like, a lever. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if there's a, a lever thing you can fuse on and that gives you, like, extra controls over the thing you're on. And, and more directional and maybe, like an, like, an A button input to actually do a command, like, swing a sword or something. Like, swing a blade? I uh, think you're I exactly
0: know. right. Because, I mean, we have seen in other trailers, like, there's, like, a... Yeah, there's, like, a center console thing when he's flying. Mm-hmm. And it seems like once you take control of that, you can, like, kind of fully control the, the vehicle. So it makes yeah. perfect sense that there's, like, an attack function that every um, attack thing you fuse on... It's not called fuse. It's called... What is it called? God fuse?
1: Um, no, there, there's fuse and there's something called something hand. Fuse hand or ha- ultra hand or... or...
0: Um, I can't remember what it's called. Um, I'm going to look that up, but yeah, it's, some, so I think there's going to be ability to like add items that lets you, um, exactly what you said, like attach
1: yeah, them to the robot. I'm curious if it's like, you know, how many can you put on? Can you put on one, can you put on two? Can, if you press a button, do they all activate, you know, like there, and again, the, just with the fuse and this, this building kind of component, um, I just. It's going to get really really crazy and i also like that you know i was worried partially not worried i was thinking you know what if you build these kind of cool contraptions but there's not really anything to fight against but now that you can see like oh there's actually battles like big thing versus big thing that and like we saw again in the trailer there's quite a few big uh bosses or, or or mini bosses or or strong units let's say that are quite big that maybe this will become a kind of a cool part of the game where you get multiple instances of fighting with a, a bigger contraption that you've built.
0: Yeah, it's called Ultra Hand, by the way.
1: Ultrahand, okay.
0: Um, yeah, I, I wonder about that because, you know, when I think back to the to Breath of the Wild, I mean, there was never really an enemy fight where I, I felt like I needed a vehicle or even a horse. It was always just like, you know, bomb arrows and, and you know, you fly up in the air. Mm-hmm. Um, but... I do wonder if there this game's going to have situations where I mean there was that other scene in the trailer where like you're riding into like an encampment and you're swinging the big kind of staff above your head on the horse. Oh yeah, that was cool. So I do hope that there are these situations where you do like, kind of take on like huge groups of enemies and it's not just kind of like bocoblin camps and they really kind of amp that part of it up where it feels like basically
1: kind of feels like a large scale battle. I just think with the limitations of the switch you will, you won't see it as big as I I think we were hoping. But, you know, I could see like five or six enemies at once or maybe, you know, maybe ten McCoblins. But I don't think you're going to get much more than that. I I think you're going to see more of, uh, you know, either small little packs or you're going to see one large mini-boss kind of enemy.
0: Maybe, I mean, but don't forget that the uh, Breath of the Wild had to work on the Wii U and the Switch is is quite a bit more powerful. So there are things that they're going to be able to do with uh, Tears of the Kingdom that they wouldn't have been able to do in Breath of the Wild. so True, true. I don't think they would have shown those trailers, uh, those bits in the trailer, uh, especially that one where he's swinging the the, the staff over Said head, if there wasn't in the game. Because that looked like gameplay to me, and it looked like he was that approaching... Is, that him. is
1: gameplay. It just didn't look that big of a camp to me. It looked like a couple... Well, it wasn't huge,
0: but it was, it was more of like the tall bokoblins, right? It was like three tall bokoblins and a bunch of small ones. So yeah, maybe mm. it was six, six or seven enemies... Um, but this takes me to my kind of first part, uh, my favorite thing was seeing teaming up with, uh, non-playable characters, um, oh, yeah, yeah. and there's kind of three sections in the trailer where you see this. You see one where Link is kind of standing with a group of human characters, uh, with the, you know, now the guy, the meme Buckethead guy that we've all oh, yeah. seen. There's another spot where he's, uh, riding his horse with like a carriage behind him with, um, non-playable characters in it, which could just be a side quest. Um, and then there's another bit where you're fighting alongside, uh, Tall Zora. So, mm-hmm. I kind of think that there, that implies that you can almost recruit, uh, maybe teams. Um, I, I don't know. Like, again, it, it really does come back to, the the power of the Switch. Like, it doesn't make sense to recruit. Like, that, that group, that, that bit where he's with all those humans, um, do you think he'll be able to recruit them and go into a battle and, like... Is that even a real thing, or is that just like the beginning of a cutscene? Like, what do you think?
1: Yeah, I, I don't think. I mean, my personal opinion is I don't think there's going to be a lot of um, I don't want to say human NPCs, but there's not going to be a lot of like army recruiting, human stuff. But I think what we saw with the Zora, and I think what's what we, if you watch carefully, I think you even get a glimpse of the the bird um, person being part of your team. Yep, is. Um, I think maybe if again if there are these kind of major dungeons in the game or there are these kind of you know larger sections, there might be certain sections that you get your ally hero through the dungeon or through a part of that section with and they join you and then they leave you or they help the fight a boss and then like like I think it's gonna be kind of more story centric of where when those people join you and they're gonna be like kind of one of each race like the heroes that join you for you know an hour in a section and they might give you a new gameplay mechanic in that dungeon or in that place and they, they fight with you and then when you leave they they do something else and then you might go to a different area and find a different hero. But I don't think like in the in the open world kind of loop of the game are you going to be able to have people just run with you or recruit them or anything like that? I agree.
0: I, I agree. I mean even if they're I, I don't even I, I mean as much as I think it would be cool if there were like quests, certain quests or even like, you know, a quest where you'd raid an enemy camp. take guys with you I think that I don't actually think that'll be in the game I think what you're suggesting is more likely because if you think about it you know let's say you rush an enemy camp with with five non-playable characters for one I mean how many enemies can they really put on the screen with AI where that would even like be a benefit versus just bomb arrowing them you know Mm -hmm. Uh, and also just like how does that work with AI in terms of like you know you have a non-playable character fighting a bokoblin while how good is that? And do you really need them? Do you know what I mean? Like it just it, seems uh, like it uh, adds a complex level of gameplay that uh, doesn't seem suited for this game. Anymore.
1: And our are human, are, I'm also curious. Like, are the NPCs able to die? Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh,
0: I, I have a feeling that scene with Link uh, on the on the hill with the NPCs might might not be. Like recruiting them, It might be just a cutscene that has to do with the quest. I think quest. it's a
1: cutscene. It might be a flashback cutscene or, or whatever, but it's, I think it's a cutscene for sure. And I think the carriage thing is a side quest. Um,
0: yeah, like bring these people to this point, don't get attacked yeah, kind of thing. Um, exactly. But I mean, at the very least, it does seem like, um, you know, compared to Breath of the Wild, where the game, the world felt relatively empty, and it was to, to the design of the game, This seems the exact opposite. Wherever you look, there's something going on. There's humans. There's characters. At least via the trailer.
1: Totally. I still think there's going to be a lot of that kind of negative space. Because I I actually do like that where you're like, there is a huge open field and a mountain in the distance. And you kind of just like can go there. Yeah. But I also like that, you know, there are parts that are very densely packed. There's a lot more in stuff crammed into this world. But I do like that kind of open space too.
0: What was your second uh, most favorite thing from the trailer?
1: Yeah, so my second favorite thing was, um, I'm just thinking off the top of my head. So I, I really like the, the part, it's only like two seconds, but where Link is in a mine cart and he's fighting, a, I think it's about Coblin, in another minecart. Yeah. And it's not actually that that interests me. It's that if you look in the background, it's, it looks like he's in this giant place and it looks like there's a roof, but it, it looks huge. So it makes me, again, raise the question of dungeons or people have talked about caves and caverns or dungeons and things like that. Um, but I was watching, I'm like, oh, is this like going to be like an on rail section where like you're stuck in the minecart? And it's kind of like, you know, you probably, it'd be probably hard to get out of it. But I'm sure if you really thought about it, like the people that will play this game for thousands of hours and the way these Breath of the Wild and Tears of the Kingdom is designed of this kind of physics-based, you you can if you can, if you can think of it and figure it out, you can do it. I'm sure there's ways that you can go like anywhere that you can see in that that one kind of two second clip. And it's huge, so I'm like, man, there could be a lot of if that's just one spot of one place. Like, there's gonna be so much to this game. It just kind of got me, got me hyped in the idea that like, you know, we saw these really cool stuff in this game, but we don't know anything about you know, are there shrines, dungeons? You know, we don't really know the core meat of this game or what, what's kind of it's all about. You know, I've heard people talk about time travel and, you know, dungeons and collecting certain things and and heroes and and whatever. But it's kind of like, all we know is like, this game looks freaking awesome, but we haven't really pieced anything serious together. So that really, just seeing that and how big that place was and kind of like, man, as Link, you can go anywhere in that spot if you can figure it out is really awesome.
0: Well, I think that, um, you know, given the new... Tool set you have, like these four new powers, which are you know fuse, recall, ultra hand, and ascend. I really don't think we're going to get the same four tools from the last one. You know, with um bomb and uh, stasis and things like that. And also, uh, I think I, okay, I was also I, gonna I think s- we're gonna, I think we're
1: going to get bombs. Is all I wanted to say.
0: I think we'll get bombs as an item, uh, or adding it to a fuse to a weapon. But I don't think we'll get bombs as a uh, like you can always use Bomb's power-up. Mm. I think these four are going to be the new four, and, and with that, I also don't think you'll have the ability to... I don't know if you'll have the ability... Um, what was it called? The one where um, once you beat the... In Breath of the Wild, you could like kind of get a jolt of wind and fly up. Um, that was
1: um, Revali's wind or whatever.
0: Yeah, so I, I think those things won't be in the game, but I think it'll be better for it because... I think it'll allow like like you said the minecart area where you won't may, you might not be able to break that area as easily So you'll have to actually kind of engage with the systems of the game. Sure, you can use Ascend and you can fly to the top and then how do you get back in? Sure, you can probably fuse a a kind of cool jetpack thing and and go in that way. But I think there will be a lot more focused gameplay and focused dungeon
1: style. um... I, I, I I think, you know, for people like you and me and especially most people on their first playthrough, they will do that kind of focused stuff. But I'm just saying, you know, I'm excited to see also, part of the reason I still love Breath of the Wild right now is, you know, I could I could look at some guy and he'll do some crazy mechanic after playing that game for 5,000 hours to do this weird thing. Like, I'm really excited to, like, oh, maybe someone will show this weird thing where you can bring in one of those rockets and fuse it to the minecart and fly up and then paraglide to this corner and then you're at the boss already. Like, like again, I, I know I won't be able to do that, least, or especially on my first playthrough, but someone will, and that's what's so awesome, I think.
0: Yeah. Um, I do really feel like just... Uh overall looking at this trailer and just kind of what we know, I really actually think it's going to be a, it's hard to say, almost a little more traditional of a Zelda, where you're going to have your seven or eight major dungeon areas, and you have to collect seven or eight tiers, and my prediction is that the main goal is to get to the top, top, top Sky Island, and there'll be ways to get there earlier, and secret ways to get there, and all sorts of, you know, you can build this uh, item, or you can you can uh, Ultra Hand together this cool fly, flight ability, for the most part, it's like you, need, you need those tiers to get higher and higher up, and the final dungeon or the final castle will be that high, high up dungeon.
1: Yeah, I believe that. I don't necessarily like the word traditional, because I still think it's going to be very open world, kind of go where you go, figure things out. You can do them your own way. But I do agree with, like, there is going to be, I don't know, seven or eight dungeons or whatever, but I think there's going to be... Uh, a serious focus on dungeons there's gonna be those heroes there's gonna be uh and i also agree with getting us to the highest point is gonna be something significant
0: yeah uh i, I really think I, I mean i don't know if it'll actually be dungeons but it seems like there'll be more focused areas uh and that takes me to my, my next uh favorite thing was that one little scene where you see the boat in the windstorm oh yeah that was cool uh, it reminded me a lot of skyward sword um that kind of boat area, but it's just like, it made my imagination kind of run wild. And it's like, wow, like that they really can do anything in this game. And uh, you're definitely going to get on that boat, you know, and that there's definitely mm-hmm. some sort of challenge or puzzle or something involved there in it. And an area like that looks, it looks a little more, it doesn't look like a side quest. It looks like one of the main quests. Uh, and um, it looks like it's tied to like this kind of underground area. Um, so I, I just think that, yeah, they'll have these kind of, like rather than the four divine beasts, I think we'll get like eight, kind of tiers that we have to collect in these various areas, and but they'll be these mega kind of quests, right? Like for one of them, mm-hmm. maybe it's it's like you have to go under underground and complete this whole thing, and then get into this castle down there, and et cetera, et cetera. Um, it's it's exciting that we don't know we still don't know these answers, you know?
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, what's your third uh, favorite thing from the trailer?
1: Yeah, I really I didn't really quite have a third one. So, I mean, um, I guess I would say this is, again, I, partially because I've read the speculation about it, but, you know, some of the Zelda stuff and the Zelda Link kind of stuff we've seen, um, some people are, are speculating that, you know, there is this kind of, there may be this kind of time travel component. And, you know, if you look at Zelda, she, she looks significantly different in some shots. Like she has, I think, shorter hair. She has a tear on her cheek. And, you know, there's parts of the the trailer where Link has his hand intact and part of it where he has that kind of cursed demon hand. Um, there's a part where the Master Sword is being whole, but also the Master Sword, I think, being broken. Um, so there's kind of some people are speculating, oh, maybe there is a time travel mechanic. Maybe, maybe there is a part that's your playable Zelda in the past or the future or vice versa. Or maybe... You know, maybe Link dies at the beginning of the game and Zelda goes back and brings the, the Link from the past to the future to save everyone. Like, like I, I don't know. I just think, again, people are just speculating here. I just think there's a lot of really kind of cool ideas with, with that have cool ideas possible for this story. And, you know, for me, I don't really care so heavily about a story in the game, but I just find, you know this seems like a lot more story focused than a lot of Zelda games. Mm-hmm. Um, and that makes me excited because I, I just am excited to see where they can take Zelda in that kind of aspect.
0: Well, to your point, there's also, uh, in earlier trailers, we saw Link with long hair wearing kind of like a toga. Um, mm-hmm. So is that a, a, an earlier or later section? Um,
1: personally, or earlier later Link?
0: I, I really don't think there will be time travel at least not in the sense that like you know a lot of zeldas have like the dark world or like the alternate dimension of the same world i really don't think mm-hmm. that's going to happen because uh for one i think that we would have had way more of a an obvious showcase of that if that was happening
1: yeah I, I think well i mean again if there's underground we haven't seen that very much but i i think what well, we my have best guess have now i mean from a little bit, but I've seen think, massive um,
0: underground areas. Uh, they showed a, that one clip in the commercial, and we've also saw that that shot of the desert area with all the sinkholes uh, falling. And yeah, then we saw Link running underground with sand falling from the top. So I think it's. So I know they shown that, but
1: I think they've also. You could argue they have shown a lot of the two different times. Whether you can go between them, I, I agree. I don't. I don't necessarily think that's true. But like, I do think there's a there's some weird disconnect between Zelda and Link. And I just think that you know whether it's they're in different times you can go between them or not I don't know but I'm just saying there's something at play and there's there's definitely two different worlds somewhere in this game happening right now so yeah I'm just excited to learn more about I don't know
0: and the other thing back to what you said about the underground they've looked at the um, like the mini map and there's the three uh, numbers on it when one represents your like longitude one latitude and then the other is your height and they've seen in the underground areas that it's a negative number. Mm-hmm. So we know that you're going to go way high up and way low down compared to I guess sea level or what have you. Yeah. Um but I think that I don't know if I agree that there's going to be um, like an alternate dimension just because I think it's more likely that Link just has haircut options.
1: But um, I, I don't you know? but I'm not I'm not, <laughs> I'm not saying alternate dimension is like you can travel to them and there's two different worlds to play through. Like, I'm not, like, not, like, linked to the Past. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying story-wise, I think there's going to be some significant... There's two worlds, in my mind, story-wise. Whether they're both playable or not, I don't know. But I think there's some something going on there.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm actually really curious about this story. Um, and I've been thinking about it a lot. Like, is this even going to tie to Breath of the Wild at all? Is it going to be the sequel, the prequel, a whole nother timeline? Yeah. Um, I, I think what might happen is that we'll get... Well, the game will start with a cutscene. And it might be that cutscene where Link and Zelda are underground. Where the, you know, something... They, they unlock something and then Zelda falls into the pit or whatever. And then it might just from there have Link wake up in a, a bed on a sky island. And he might just walk out and have someone explain why his armor is this way. And why he... This power... New powers he has... And from there, you just explore the world and then you have those kind of similar memories that we got in Breath of the Wild where it shows kind of what's happening and why, what his mission is. Um, I mean, that would yeah, probably be yeah. a worst case scenario in a way. I, I just think that there, I don't see the, the, the game, um, the story structuring into the game that much because for one, it's going to be open-ended. And for two, I think they want you to jump into this gameplay as quickly as possible. Like, I don't think you're going to have like a long extended intro before
1: you... I think it's going to be a two-minute intro, and it's going to be probably similar to what you're saying. Like, you know, Zelda and Link will have a three-line dialogue saying, oh, like, unlock the whatever, blah, blah, blah. And then something happens with, with Ganondorf or, or something, and they get separated into different places. And I think Link is sent somewhere, or or Zelda sends him somewhere to save him, or he gets sent somewhere by Ganondorf, who knows, or the the magic power of the world, and he ends up just being in a place and he walks out into a different world way up high yeah something like that yeah um yeah
0: um but i think i, I do think it's probably going to be a, like the timeline will be after breath of the wild almost immediately after agreed like, yeah um but yeah I'm, I'm really excited about the story and i know people are really speculating about that a lot online so um who what's knows your
1: and, um sorry i was gonna say what's your number three
0: well, my number three was a tie between two things. I mean, I kind of put down here um, <laughs> gameplay variety, but I almost—I I guess I could summarize it as like platforming, um, because I really like Mario and platforming, and it seems like they've introduced that in this game with those—you um, know—those pads where Link can kind of have like the the hyper jump, The slow and, jump, yeah, and like the you know the floating water balls, and also with his like
1: diving down through the the laser section, or even the the part of you saw where he's. I know he's falling and paragliding, but like there's that, that almost like the Death Star orb that's spinning and you the to paraglide yep. fall into that hole. That looks cool I, too, I yeah. love that
0: stuff. Like I love, I loved, I mean, I even loved how Breath of the Wild introduced, you know, even just the jumping and paragliding and
1: climbing like that. Or, a... or like, yeah, even the giant maze in, in uh, Breath of the Wild. Like I love that, that when they make these Zelda games, they're not afraid to go with, go huge with their idea. Yeah. You know, it's not like a little a little thing it's like oh these are this is a massive maze or this massive orb in the sky that like it, the whole thing itself is a puzzle
0: yeah um I, I love that and I think seeing some of those things in this trailer I mean there's even that one quick clipper it looks like he's in one of those mazes again but he's like paragliding really quickly and it looks like the walls are closing in on him mm-hmm. um, but I think what yeah when I saw this trailer it was just like wow, this is like the Mario Ga- I think I, t- I told you this the other day it feels like the Super Mario Galaxy 2. Of Zelda, where they just Mm -hmm. take their base that they've created and they just like pour gasoline on it and make it amazing.
1: Yeah, (laughs)
0: but where Mario Galaxy Two was a two and a half year effort since you know Mario Galaxy One was in you know November twenty seventeen, and two and a half years later they had Galaxy Two. This is like six years later and like a way bigger team and like you know it's 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 almost refreshing that they didn't have to. Build a whole new world again,
1: yeah, and like you, you, you know, you just know how good this game is going to be based on how confident they are. They've shown very little of the game, really. If you think about how big Zelda is, like how much minutes of gameplay we've seen is very small. And oh, I forgot what else I was going to say, I, like they just they have the confidence, do you know what I mean? Well, yeah, uh, they delayed just,
0: it three times, so they've definitely perfected it.
1: And they Um, added, again, they raised the price of this game. And, you know, you can say that's also to do with, like, the market and the world. But I just mean, they obviously know this game's going to be absolutely huge and and worth it. And they rarely ever make an iterative sequel of Zelda. I think the last time was Majora's Mask, really. So you just know that for them, if they're going to make a sequel to a game with a lot of the core features of the the style, they're going to make sure it feels damn good.
0: Yeah. Um, And I think. You know, I don't think we've ever seen an open-world sequel where they've taken the same world and template and just made it a lot better. I mean, maybe with even, maybe with Fallout 4, I'm not sure, but it seems like most open-world games, they start off with saying, okay, new world,
1: fresh slate. I, I think this world is, you're right, it's still the same, but I feel, I i think it's going to be more different than you realize. Like, it's going to be quite
0: Oh, different. for sure, for sure. But it's just the fact that they don't have to, like, redo the the and the engine basically or it, mm-hmm. like most of the combat or controls or um you know they don't have to figure out every piece of landscape they can just kind of go back and say okay we're going to like focus our efforts on each make, making each of these towns and each of these areas completely brand new
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, and that, that that i think that's one of my big takeaways from just that, that quick little shot of the desert where you see all the sand sinking kind of into the ground and you know, originally I'm like, okay, well, what are they going to do the desert to make it more interesting? I mean, it was practically just a desert before. It had that one enemy, had the town, um, the Grudo town. But now I think they're going to, they're actually going to say no. Like this whole area now is really just like a wasteland that leads to an underground, almost like a Elden Ring, an underground dark chasm.
1: Well, I think I think um, there's a part in that the trailer too where like you see a in the desert like a pyramid kind of dungeon rise out of the sand. Yeah. And I have a feeling that maybe that dungeon is half in the sand, half above, and you're going to be falling through, like the whole puzzle mechanic of that dungeon is you're falling through sand pit to get underground using the caverns and then using ascend to get up to different floors and doing like this kind of up down, like the whole thing is like half above ground, half below, and you're kind of falling through sand and going up through ascend and just kind of making a whole dungeon based around that. I thought that would be super cool. Oh, that's I love that idea. That'd be really cool. Um, yeah, yeah,
0: I feel like, yeah, back to my, my theory is I really think that you'll get these kind of like eight or seven, you know, some sort of number of, of tiers you need to collect and each one will be involving this massive kind of massive scale, massive world
1: Mm -hmm.
0: quest of some kind, you know? Um, yes, I don't even, I'm not even so sure that I, I, I'm not so sure we'll even kind of get what what some people want online or like, oh, I want my traditional dungeon. I, I still think we'll get, um. Like, some form of shrine. I think we've seen them already. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think that the dungeons might be, like, bigger than just one indoor dungeon. It'll be, like, one of the dungeons could be, like, an, kind of up in the air, a sky island that's broken into these chunks, and that's where that rock comes into play, or that part where he's pushing, and he's, like, tilting the whole rock, and the light's changing. Like, that. It's, it'll be that kind of thing with, like, totally. massive um, open-style dungeon. Um, mm-hmm. Almost like uh, Twilight Princess had. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's, it seems like it's taking a lot of the the best things from, I mean, I want to say Skyward Sword, Wind Waker with the islands, uh, Skyward Sword being in the air, Twilight Princess was maybe some of the more focused uh, dungeon design. Uh, it seems like it's taking Breath of the Wild and infusing it with some of these other great 3D Zeldas. Uh, at least that's kind of my takeaway.
1: No, totally. I think they kind of took, you know the Breath of the Wild success and the ideas behind it. And they said, well, what, what did we really like or what did people really like about all of, our, all of our other Zelda games? And how much of that can we put into this while still maintaining the kind of Breath of the Wild identities to this? Mm-hmm. And I think that's exactly what they did. Um, I, I I can't wait. So my, my hype is at a 10 out of 10. What, where are you at? Oh, I, I I said on the the forums, I'm I'm 17 out of 10 I'll see you guys on the other side like I'm <laughs> I'm just I'm just waiting I'm almost blackout basically not gonna try to learn anything else and just just enjoy the ride when it, it comes it's
0: amazing how much this trailer turned that turned everything around um, totally like
1: I you know I think I forget what I if we gave a number last time but when we talked about that kind of gameplay thing you know I said it looks really exciting it looks interesting didn't really do much for me it was kind of like an aid or is excited because I know it's gonna be good because it's Zelda but now I'm like this game is, like, I'm on the hype train. I'm expecting this game to be game of the year for me. Like, I- I'm fully on board for, with this. Like, I hope my, I know, like, it's funny. I pre-ordered this at my GameStop. Mm-hmm. And they they said, oh, yeah, we can't, we don't know when uh, we'll do this because we might be doing a midnight release. So I'm, like, waiting to hear if they're doing a midnight release because I damn well going to be there at midnight.
0: Well, my digital version will be a midnight release. So, <laughs> Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I'm I'm the same man. I can't wait, and you know, it's it's almost funny. Like, why did we even doubt doubt them? <laughs> you know, like totally. Um, well, that was just nonsense. The
1: only, the only reason I, I think I ever doubt Nintendo is because sometimes Nintendo goes so far into the let's go crazy with ideas or let's go so something completely new that they kind of lose themselves. Mm-hmm. But again, with Zelda, I, I mean, I, I don't think they've ever really had that. So.
0: You know, yeah. I I do agree, but I think that were I think that was very much a, a staple of the like DS and Wii era, uh, and mm-hmm. even even GameCube to some extent when they're like oh bongos and microphones and water packs and all that kind of stuff. Where now it seems like they've almost paired they're almost on a on a more reasonable level of let's be creative, but let's stay within the box. Like we let's not give Zelda or let's not give Link a water pack and make the whole game out a water pack, you know. <laughs> Or or like you know, Wii remote controls or something totally wacky. They're like, no, let's do it within. It's just a much more reasonable uh, level of innovation. Mm -hmm. Um, So and it's it's true. And some people have actually complained about that. They said, well, you know, games like Splatoon two and three are too iterative, and the Mario Kart DLC is just new tracks. And like, but I I I love this because uh, I've been always on that cusp of like, oh, what are you gonna do, Nintendo, to screw this one up? You know, like. Mm -hmm. what are you going to do that's not um, what we want? (laughs) And now it's like they're (laughs) really keen on what we want, probably because a lot of the people who felt this way are now working there. We're back in the GameCube Wii era. They were, like, too young or they were studying, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, Last thing I'm going to ask about, uh, well, I have two more questions with uh, Tears of the Kingdom here.
1: Do you think this trailer was better than that Breath of the Wild uh, launch trailer? Um, I think from like a a very objective point, like I I would say, yes, it just has a lot, some, some substance there that really got me excited. And, you know, Breath of the Wild, I was already so excited for, and it just continued that where this, like, again, not that I was pessimistic about this game at all, but it really did kind of turn myself and many people's expectations from being like, Oh, there's so many questions. I, I have doubts to being like, I'm on board where Breath of the Wild, it felt like most people were just like, I'm on board. And then they're like, yep, I'm definitely on board. So I think, in that way Tears of the kingdoms trailers better, but there's something to be said about, you know, breath of the wild, like the hype was just so real because it was, you know, the first kind of game since skyward sword, it looked really awesome. The music, the moment it was just there. And this one's like, again, it is a sequel. We kind of know what to expect a little bit. So as far as like, you know, my own opinion of what gave me more like, this is amazing is breath of the wild. But I think from an objective point, tears of the kingdom did a better job of, Convincing people and showing that kind of the awesomeness in that three minutes.
0: Yeah, it's um, yeah, it's interesting you say that. I mean, I've watched both recently because uh, you know, bet, to me, that Breath of the Wild trailer is one of the best trailers ever. Um, but it does, it is. There's a lot of context involved, right? Like at that time, with that Breath of the Wild trailer, it was such a novelty to have this huge open world to explore as Link. Um, where now it's more just like, oh, cool, you have like all these cool gameplay ideas and new designs and complexity and, and stuff, where if you go back to the Breath of the Wild trailer, it's almost like, well, it's Link running around an empty world. Mm-hmm. Um, so there, it depends on the context of how you're watching it, but I do think ultimately that Breath of the Wild trailer was more impactful because it was ushering not only Zelda into like a brand new era, but Nintendo itself. like They were at their lowest In- point sales-wise and, and mindshare-wise I think open-world games in general, too. Open-world games in general, yeah, exactly. And, and that game just, like, really reinvigorated it. And I remember seeing that trailer, and I, every time I watch it, I get that feeling back where it's like, man, I just want to run into every forest and explore it. Mm-hmm. Um, where uh, this one's a little different. Now Now it's more just like, wow, I really want to see, like, this next level of design of one of my favorite games ever. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, it's 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 cool to think, like, you know, Breath of the Wild, it, it dances, I, my top three favorite games of all time are Metroid Prime, Resident Evil 4, and Breath of the Wild, and they kind of, like, all dance around what's first, what's second, what's third. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it's just crazy to think that this could be my favorite game of all time coming in less than a month. Like, I, just, I, I can't even fathom it. Yeah, that's pretty awesome to think about. Um, now the last question I'm going to ask you so are you on a blackout now I mean they said this is the final trailer but there will definitely be like video reviews and things like that so how much more are you going to engage with the uh, press
1: I, I, you know I'd like to say that I'm going to do absolutely nothing but knowing me like once a thread comes or, or something I, I can't help but maybe click it and kind of read a little bit but for the most part I'd like to not really discuss it with anyone or or see anything else like I know I'm going to enjoy this and I think as hard as it will be to stay away or not talk about it with you or my other friends, like the idea of just like sitting down and, and loading this game and starting it while not knowing this next month of leaks and what people will do. Cause I'm sure people will get it, you know, people will get these games four days early and they just share absolutely everything as fast as possible. Yeah. And like, I, I want to go in where it's like what I know right now is all I know. And I'm hoping that I even forget some of the stuff from that trailer. So I go in and go, Oh my God, I totally forgot about this part. Like I, I'm, I I would like to be blackout, but who knows? I, I for me sometimes like
0: seeing like a big boss like we saw that three headed dragon in the in the trailer. Um, Golik I think it's called or Golek, which G- is Gleok, I think. Gliak, which is which is the NES boss. Mm. Yeah, which is cool. Like it's it's you know and the NES is a little pixelated thing. It's like the size of Link, but like now it's so different, so fully realized. But for me, I almost get the same gratification in seeing it in the trailer along with everyone else. Uh, in the kind of a show show reel than I do in the game itself. Like it's it's still the same excitement to be like, wow and then when I see it in the game, it's like, wow, that now I get to experience what I've been thinking about. Um, but I mm-hmm. think there'll be tons of surprises. It it, it would be cool if they um, didn't send review codes and just like let everyone get it on the same day.
1: <laughs> they won't do that though. I don't think the reviews, they'll do that. No. The review people will probably get it like in a week from now. I mean, they did get Breath of the Wild very early. I would be surprised if they have to wait till like May first or like much closer to the end of the month. Well, I'm betting the reviews will be out a week before. Like, I think Breath of the Wild was a week before, wasn't it? I think it was a yeah, a good solid week before. So I'm sure that they'll they'll give the game like three weeks before, which is like a week from now. I also wouldn't be surprised if they
0: put this under like serious embargo. Like, you can give a review, but you can't talk about this, 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 this. You know, um, which they do. True.
1: Do. So. I, I I just don't want to. You know, I don't want to be in the scenario where. Again, I don't mind seeing a boss or whatever, or seeing the name. But it's like when when people start getting their hands out and they're like, "There's exactly six dungeons. There's exactly eighteen bosses. There's a hundred shrines. This is the five characters you got to see. These there's three towns, and they're like, it's kind of like, okay, well now I know. Like it's like the, oh, there's underground sections, but they're only limited to these spots. It's kind of like okay, like you ruined all that sense of exploration and excitement for me because now now it's like it feels more checklisty so i'd rather just not know those numbers not know those things cuz like then i'm like oh man how many more are there what wh- how big does this thing go i agree excited, yeah. i
0: think we will unfortunately that will come out like we'll be like oh there's eight major dungeons or there's seven major tiers like but we'll get, I'm we'll not, get a I'm... general sense
1: I'm gonna avoid that and please don't tell me I won't I just think it'll be very hard to avoid it'll be in ever it'll be in reviews it'll be in previews it'll be I'm not gonna i'm not I'm gonna see the review number and that's it I'm not, I honestly trying my best to am it I'm gonna out. I'm going to try to
0: but I but also remember with breath of the wild like we knew there was 120 shrines we knew there was four divine beasts but then there was like tons of other stuff right there was tons of other stuff that you like you know even mm-hmm. there's that one um kind of shrine cave uh, old sanctuary in the um desert where it was just full of um guardians and it was like super mm-hmm. hard to get through mm-hmm. um like there'll be lots i think this game's gonna be so full of that stuff that it will be impossible to ruin yeah. every single cave and surprise and castle and room agreed
1: but i, I agreed still you're gonna try my best though. i'm gonna try my best too i mean it's just yeah at this point it's three it's three and a half weeks away or whatever it is like i can i can get through it yeah same here um well, hey, I'm I'm glad. I'm excited to I'm excited to
0: for May twelfth, man. I'm gonna take the whole weekend off. So, yeah, me too. Um, cool. Okay. Well, let's uh, move on to some other topics. Okay. Um, not a lot here, but I did see the Super Mario movie. Nice. Um, we didn't talk about it much. I know you haven't seen it yet because you're not a real fan. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm seeing it in a week. I saw. I didn't even see it day one. I saw it uh, a couple days later. Um, but I won't spoil anything, although it's not, it's not really a spoiler kind of thing. but I will say it's it's absolutely excellent. Um, and as a Nintendo Mario fan, like you just can't help but love it and smile the entire time. There's so many references, there's so many like nice. mu- like the best of the best music. Uh, I won't even, I won't even I couldn't even begin to ruin all the references and I won't even tell you any, but there's so many. Um, Nice. Ones that are, like, good, solid, deep cuts. And there's also, like, I'm telling you, when you're watching it, like, look around the the picture. Like, don't just follow the action with your eyes. Like, there are so many things on the walls and hidden posters and little tiny things in the background. And it's just great. Um, Yeah,
1: it's one of those those movies that I'm excited to watch it in theaters. But I'm actually excited also to watch it again, like, at home where I could could be like, oh, did I just see that? And pause and rewind and check. Yeah. I, I know, like, even in the trailer... Um, you know, when Mario's walking through, like, a Toad Town or whatever, like, in the back, there's, like, the, the Yoshi coins, like, are, that are being yeah. sold by a vendor and stuff. So I'm like, oh, like, there's some cool stuff, for sure.
0: And there's some stuff that's not Mario. Like, other games.
1: Hmm. Yeah, it's not, like, bl- as blatant. Uh, it's not like you're
0: going to see a Triforce. But um, there are other games that are in there. And there's one particularly that I'm like, oh, cool. This really cements that this is in the Mario universe canon. I won't tell you what that is. Okay. Um, but it's pretty... It's pretty th- this is probably the most obvious one, but um, it's really cool. Um, and nice. also, just, the nice thing about it is that, you know, I, it's out, there's some of the complaints in the reviews are that it doesn't have that deep of a story,
1: but Mario's never had a deep story. Um, I don't think it, and like, is it? I mean, at the end of the day, it's a kid's story. It's a kid's movie. Like, it doesn't need well, a super in-depth story. I,
0: I would even say it's not necessarily a kid's story, but the story's basic, and it's more about the journey, let me put it that way, than hmm. the story, and it's basically just a, a device to get you on this fun adventure, where like, it, it almost feels like if there's any more of a story, or any more like, you know, Hamden character development, it would not feel right. You know, and mm-hmm. I will say, like, you know, it basically gets right. This, this, it's like a ride when you're watching this movie because it's just like one thing and the next thing, the next thing, the next thing, the next thing. There's never like a, okay, now they're going to sit around and talk and now we're going to learn about his backstory and why he's sad. And, just, yeah. and it isn't that never happens. Um, so it's just like, it's, it, it's more of a ride for me in a weird way. So it's, it's, it's almost like this, it's hard to explain. It's almost like it's something between a video game and a movie. It's not quite mm-hmm. as a plot driven movie. Um, And I've got to say, like, I was smiling. Uh, There was one point in the theater where a a kid sitting behind me screamed out, like, a five-year-old screamed out, Wow, this is so cool. And, like, people were laughing. And I'm like, wow, like, that's so awesome. Like, just how excited all the kids are in the theater. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, there was a point in time, like, I was sitting and watching the movie and a good two-thirds in, and I said, you know, I know I'm biased here, but is is this my favorite movie of all time?
1: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um,
0: fully, fully accepting my bias, being like, I love, just cause I love Mario. I've grown up. Mario's been, I've spent more time with Mario than any other franchise, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just like, wow, to f- see this so well done and so well realized. Uh, it's just awesome. I loved it. That's awesome. Yeah. Nice. Um, it's now the highest grossing video game movie ever. After only one weekend yeah that's crazy this is its second weekend uh it's gonna do a billion dollars it's gonna do better than marvel films it's it's doing insanely well Mm -hmm. that's awesome and i will say chris pratt i take back all my i mean i don't still don't really like him as a person or an actor but um he did just fine as mario and honestly like five minutes in the movie you're not thinking about it and he, he it's actually it actually works really well Nice, I, I'm glad um, with that. Yeah, it's not it's not like as distracting as it was in the trailer, where everyone's hyper focusing. And, and honestly, like none, all the voice acting is pretty pretty on point. Sweet. Um, yeah. Okay. So I guess we'll talk a little bit about what we've been playing recently, Derek. For sure. Uh, I've got four games on my list. Oh wow. Okay. But I've there some of them are just a little bit. Some of them are you know. So
1: I'll, how many do you have on your list? Um. Just. One, I guess, two, maybe two, but one really. Okay, well, let me let me go first. Um,
0: okay. So I, after seeing the Mario movie, uh, I met up with a friend and we sat and we went, we've been talking about doing this for a while, but we went hundred percented Super Mario Bros. Three, every single level. I've never we used no P wings, uh, and I've never done no that. No whistles. Before. No whistles. I've never done that before. You beat every level. Um, and we didn't do we didn't really. Sp- we did, we did use the save scum a lot, where we, like, rewind it. So we didn't, like, you know, that's... Yeah, yeah. It's cheating a bit. But um, it was awesome. Um, and, like, he he's older than me, so he grew up playing Mario Bros. 3, like, on his Nintendo as a kid. So he knew all these secrets and all these tricks. And um, it, it was awesome. It was really fun. And, uh, you know, it only took a couple hours. And then when we were finished it, we went and started Super Mario Bros. Sorry, sorry Super Mario World right away. And then we ended up 100 percenting that as well, like 100 percenting to the point where we get
1: every secret exit, every star, and you, you got get every a... secret exit from every every level. Yeah, so you get yeah, some of those are really hidden.
0: Yeah, I know, but I mean, just between me and him, and we never had to look anything up. Um, the one interesting thing though is that you get like it, it adds a tally on your on the the main screen, and mm-hmm. the the final tally is 96 and puts a star next to it. But in the star map. In the, in the Star Road area, you have to beat the secret way and beat the regular way. Even though beating the regular way doesn't progress you, you still have to beat both ways. Yeah, I knew that, yeah. So it's there's a few things, like, we got to the end, we're like, oh, we thought we did everything. And then we did look that up, we're like, oh, we gotta go back to Star World and beat them all the regular ways, which took two minutes. Um, right. And there was a couple, like, really, really devious hidden secrets in the ghost houses and stuff. Um, mm-hmm.
1: That's what I was saying. There's, there's, like, two or three levels, like you know, in World 3 or something, where, like, the exit is just, like, so ridiculous.
0: Yeah, or you have to, like, kind of, like, fly up over the the edge, and... and um, it was cool. It, it reminded me of, um, you know, being a kid and playing Mario World, and, like, you'd find that secret that felt like this epic, huge, oh, my God, I can't believe I found this feeling. mm mm-hmm. um, So, yeah, him and I, we're gonna do my, uh, Yoshi's Island next. You've always told me
1: the 100% of that's really great. We, oh, never, yeah. I've like, never done that, so... Really, it's, it's hard, but, man, just... Because, again, there's extra levels you've never even played. I know. Um, they so I, good.
0: I will say using the rewind feature is really nice because it can be frustrating um, to have to restart a level for one section. And so in Yoshi's Island especially, you know, if we lose some of our star points, easy
1: enough to just rewind it and do it right. Yeah, especially for a boss, right? Because you, you have to beat every boss without taking, it, taking a hit. So yeah. it's nice to have that rewind for sure. Totally. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, those are two games I've been playing. How about you? Um, so, yeah, I mean, I'll, I guess I'll talk about... There's one that we'll talk about after at the end. But the other one I've been playing is Octopath Traveler 2. Nice. Um, you know, I, I was playing it a bit before. I um, took a break to play the other game we'll talk about. And then I just got back into it um, this week. Yeah, really love it a lot. Right now it's number two in my game of the year list um, for the games that I played. Um, way like Again, I loved the first one, but much better... Love the characters. Feels way more diverse and not so formulaic. The world's awesome. You know, it's funny, like, even at school when I have some free time, I'm, like, making a spreadsheet of all the items and skills that I want different characters to use and have in their equipment. So, you know, like, for a good couple weeks, this game was really heavily on my mind. And now that I'm getting back into it, it's just the music's good. The graphics are great. The characters are awesome. Like, I really don't have any negatives to say about this game. Um, Definitely, to me, it's, like, probably... Uh, maybe the best JRPG I've ever played. Like it's just wow. As far More as than the, Mario as far RPG. As, mm, no, like like that game. it has such a nostalgia. Like you know, it's. I would say this game is probably top five for sure. Just to play it safe. Let's and so, how five.
0: close are you to beating it?
1: Oh, like not even close. Like it's so, huge. Eh? Yeah. So there's eight characters, and I'm I finished the main story of two of them, and I'm almost done another two, but I haven't even started this the story of the other four because you only get four in your party at once. So I'm doing four all the way through. So I'm almost done the first four. And then I have to do the other four all the way through. And then there's, like, wrap-up story and all the side content and stuff. So there's a lot left.
0: Wow. Um, Yeah. And you're definitely uh, higher than a 9 for you, huh?
1: I would give it, like, uh, maybe a 9.1. Or I would say a 9 to a 9.2 is kind of the range I'd give it. Like, it's definitely a a solid 9 of being an excellent game. Um, I just don't know if it's, like, in the echelon of, like, 9.5 kind of range.
0: Hmm. It's, um... It seems like the game got a little bit overlooked or, like, kind of wedged between a bunch of other big releases.
1: Yeah, I think sales-wise it got kind of overlooked. Like, you know, if you go on the the threads of people playing this game, every single person raves about it and says it's awesome.
0: Yeah, I wonder if it'll, how the sales will end up for it. Um, yeah, yeah, I hope it does well. Um, so the other thing I've been playing, sort of, is uh, I think I told you a while ago I got, I got a Wii. And my goal
1: was to collect all the light gun shooter games. Oh, yeah! I think you did tell me that. Umbrella Chronicles and, so, and House of Dead, and stuff. I
0: now have all of them. <laughs> <laughs> you have, you have uh, Dead let me Space tell you, Dark, Dark Side
1: Chronicles, paying sixty-five dollars, that burned. That um, game sucks. I, Umbrella Chronicles is a hundred times better than Dark Side Chronicles.
0: But here's the thing: there's only about six uh, light gun shooter games uh, that are like really just exclusively we light gun shooter games. There's, there's Umbrella Chronicles, Dark Side Chronicles, uh, Dead Space Extraction. Uh, House of the Dead two and three, uh, Ghost Squad, and I think that's it.
1: Elix oh, crossbow training.
0: Well, no, because you need the nunchuck. Um, and then, sorry, there is House of the Dead Overkill.
1: Hmm.
0: So I've gotten I've gotten all those now. Um, some of them are still like in the mail on their way, but I have the full collection. And so I've been playing a little bit of House of the Dead two and three, and. I mean, I got to say, the graphic, it's so interesting because I remember playing this at, like, you know, Pladium back when I was a kid and, like, thinking the graphics were so amazing when it was, like, all I had was an N64. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and playing now, I just, like, the graphics are disgustingly horrible. <laughs> and you're just kind of like, wow, these load times and the menus are really bad. And, um... But it's still fun. I, I can't lie. It's still... There's something about just shoot, aiming and shooting with a cursor on the screen that's... It's it's always going to be fun. And, you know, I I do have good memories of Umbrella Chronicles and Dark Side Chronicles. I know Dark Side Chronicles had some kind of like weird um like frame rate effects where like things are really blurry. Um but it's still shoot shooting zombies on a screen,
1: you know? Yeah, it's fun and just relaxing. I, I I love Umbrella Chronicles so much that I got I think it's either S or triple S rank on every level to unlock infinite ammo for all the guns. I remember you
0: went nuts on that game, yeah.
1: Yeah. And then um, I tried to do it for Dark Side and I just absolutely hated it. I couldn't couldn't do it. Yeah,
0: I mean, the, the, thing that, the thing that I like about those two games is they are like, you know, they, they are, they're romps through the Resident Evil kind of universe. So, mm-hmm. and I think Dark Side Chronicles has Resident Evil 2 and 0 and 5.
1: So it's just a kind of a cool... Doesn't have... No way it's 5. And isn't it? I thought it did have 5. And I thought 0 was in Umbrella Chronicles. Maybe Umbrella Chronicles is zero one 1, and something else random. And I think...
0: I don't know. I, I thought it had 5.
1: I don't know, I think it's 0, 1, and 3, and, like, maybe 2, and then... Um, Darkside Chronicles, the main thing is they had stories that weren't part of yeah. the real Resident Evil. Um, but I, I, remember, I, I
0: remember there being real graphical I- issues with Darkside Chronicles, like, ghosting of the zombies and stuff, but... Um, mm. Yeah, whatever, it's something... It's, it's the perfect brain-off thing to do, and it's also the perfect game to play for, like, a very short amount of time. Like, sometimes I don't want to, like, sweat holding my controller playing Resident Evil 4. I just want to, like... Yeah. Kind of relax and play that, and I think that's our next game we're going to talk about, right?
1: Yeah, Resident Evil Four, the original on the GameCube. Yeah, no, on the um,
0: uh the VR version. I bought a Quest. (laughs) I'm kidding. No, I, I, uh, Resident Evil Four for obviously Xbox and PS Five. So is that was that your last game? That is my last game. Yeah. Um. So I know you're much further than me. I I still haven't beaten it once. Um, Oh wow! Okay. But I'm into it now, and I just, I just. Kind of played an hour with the new update, with the new uh, you know they released a new kind of patch,
1: mm-hmm. uh,
0: and you know um, I don't know I'm, I'm still kind of the controls are better now. Like I do notice the aiming feels smoother, but I feel like I've had to like relearn the controls, so I've had to like go back to the menu and fiddle with it for a good half half my time I was fiddling with the controls. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know it's interesting. Like I saw online a lot of people complaining about the graphical downgrade that they'd made, they did for Xbox. Yeah, yeah. You might not notice it because apparently it always looked like this on PS5, but it, it's it's definitely noticeable. Um, just things are jaggier. Uh, and, but I'm at the point now where I'm just like, I don't care. I'm, I'm playing it for the game. Um, yeah, that's how I feel. There's still... It seems like they've reduced my load-in problem, but it really does depend on like where you are. Like Certain textures will do it worse than others. Hmm. um but still i mean i'm I'm loving the game it's just like i I, i've got to dive into it again because you kind of lost a little bit of the muscle memory around it but um where are you in the game still in the done i I just got ashley on the island like just kind of saved her okay so you just you're in chapter 14 you're almost done yeah i've got maybe another couple hours um yeah but yeah it's great and and they did to me they fixed the dead zone issue um it feels that that feels really good um I still just hope they kind of keep patching the graphics because as people have said online, like the performance mode they had before was fine because the VRR fixed it. Mm -hmm. And apparently what they did was they downgraded the, um, the, the visual quality so that the performance is better. Yeah, uh, but it's definitely noticeable, and I, I just wish they maybe added a VRR mode, which they did. On, they did do that for like other games. I think they did it on um, The Last of Us Part One, and and some other games that have come out for PS Five and Xbox have a VRR mode, hmm. which keeps the performance or the sorry, which keeps the uh, visual quality high. But here or there, I still love it, and it's getting. It's the, the tough thing. It's it's hard now. So I'm like, I've jumped in, and I'm like wobbling with the controls again, and died where i had this like i got so used to the controls i was just murking everybody so um but yeah awesome game and i'm like excited to like run and do like another couple playthroughs before zelda
1: nice yeah i'm excited to hear uh, your thoughts as you, as you beat the game and, and kind of have more time to put into it yeah yeah so for me um <laughs> i've beaten the game i think five times maybe it's six disgusting times. I played in the game. I got every challenge except for one, or except for two, because like so, I got every trophy. But there's also challenges in the game that aren't related to trophies, and I got all of them except for two. Because one of them was kill the the giant fish boss without missing a harpoon, and I'm like, I don't, I, I just don't want to spend my time making sure I hit every shot. Yeah. Um, and the other another one was do one of the target practice gallery games without missing a single shot, um, and I just that didn't interest me either yeah um but yeah i loved it a lot um i find everything about the game really really sublime it's currently my game of the year um i really like the so like i didn't notice the graphic upgrade that because you're talking about this patch you know i I noticed the ps5 after i played a little bit more i realized that it did look better um but again it's not mind-blowing um it's always felt great to me i don't care so much about that if the gameplay is great and i find the gameplay great um I'm at the point now where I, I I know every section of that game almost by heart. Like I could tell you exactly what room comes after what room and wow. where to go and what to do because I just played it five times and you know the the last two or three times I sped run it um, to get those those higher ranks. How the, long? The, did, the how, what's
0: the speed that you're able to beat it now?
1: I think the fastest I did it um, was uh, with the infinite launcher. I think I did it in four and a half, but in on on pro S plus where I did it like legit, I did it in four hours and fifty minutes or something. Wow. Yeah, um, and you've also beat on hardcore. Hardcore is easier than pro. Sorry, I, I keep getting. It, it seems like it shouldn't
0: be right. It should be like normal pro. Just, then just think of just
1: think of like normal Resident Evil Four, where pro is the hardest mode.
0: So what's what's have you done a run on pro that's not New Game Plus, where you start off with the main items and
1: so yeah. So I'll tell you what it is. So I, I beat standard the normal way. Yep. Then I did the assisted mode, and I did it with only a gun and no healing. Only a pistol and no healing. And, assisted, and su-
0: assisted means it's easier than standard,
1: right? It's easier. So what happens is you get a little bit of health back after every... So if you're in the red and you finish an encounter, it'll go back up to just barely in the green. Nice. But again, that was surprisingly hard even on assisted because you don't realize that some of the sections with only a pistol is brutal. Like in the castle when you have the double, the double blind claw guys. Yeah. Like to do that, and again, I have no healing items, so like I'm b- literally just above the red. So it's basically one hit, even on assisted, and I have to pistol kill both those guys. Wow, yeah. Not easy. And then even the regenerators, um, to, I realized that when I got to, the, I didn't think about it until I got to the section as I go, like, oh damn, I can't even use the biosensor for the sniper rifle. I have to figure out how to kill these guys, the regenerators with a pistol. Well, you don't have to kill them. You can just run away from them. You have to kill at least one to get the wrench. Oh no! How do you do that? So I just I just shot because you can't even throw you can't throw a grenade. So I just shot as much as I could and I went through like sixty bullets and eventually I got the last parasite. Oh, I thought you,
0: I thought you had to shoot them with the with the uh, rifle.
1: So to see the parasites, you had to. But no, you can knife Ooh, them to death as long, I never as, long as you knew can, that. You just have to know where the parasites are because you you have to kill the parasites. So you can uh, knife them though. You can knife the parasite. Yeah you, you can, yeah, you can kill them however you want.
0: And here's the other question with those guys because I find those guys challenging more challenging this time around um did some of their parasites take multiple shots don't they
1: um i don't think so if you hit them with the sniper rifle they should they should explode in one shot okay because i feel like i've like i've just
0: wasted so much rifle ammo taking one down
1: but you you're using the biosensor so you can see it right yeah yeah so as long as you don't miss um
0: yeah i didn't realize that i could just like shotgun them all over the body and take them out that way
1: yeah, you can. Yeah, so like, especially like, if you had, again, like for me when I had infinite bullets, you can magnet them and it like explodes them pretty easily. Hmm. Anyway, so I did assisted with the pistol and no healing, which is pretty challenging. And I bought the infinite rocket launcher. And then my third playthrough, I did the infinite rocket launcher on pro just to like have fun and unlock stuff. So pretty pretty easy and straightforward. Mm-hmm. And then the fourth run was the real kind of intense one where I did pro on on. A new game and got s plus so the only thing that you're allowed to to use in that run which made it a little bit easier is you can use the bonus weapons but you still have to start in a new game so the only bonus weapon i so the first like whatever the whole village basically i didn't have a bonus weapon but then when i got to the castle i had the chicago typewriter and i had infinite ammo for it that seems um, like cheating okay like, like you <laughs> I, didn't do a run of pro that was just pure uh no but I, I think I could. Well, I, honestly, I don't know if I could. I can do the village. I did the village pure. Um, but I honestly imagining doing the castle or, or some of the castle segments. Just ridiculously on pro, hard. Eh? It's just, on pro, the enemies are such bullet sponges, Peter. Like Most of the village is you shoot them twice and you hope that they get stunned. And then you run and you just hope that you can get the right route to get out of there alive. Like And, and that, it's like, like
0: you just wait the 13 minutes kind of
1: thing for that first village. Exactly. Oh, the the village actually was okay. Like for me, I just never stopped running. Like you can almost do like a kind of a figure eight kind of pattern um, and get through it. But the hardest part was the valley because the valley's like, oh my god, you can't get anywhere without. They're coming down all these narrow pathways. So you have to shoot them to get past. And then if you take too long to stun them, dynamite gets thrown at you. And a dynamite's one hit kill in pro. So oh, it's like, geez. it's it's wild. I might so anyway, never you, do a pro run. I might just do the hardcore run and call so, it a day. So, That's what I'd say. I would say if you're doing a new game plus, like if you want to do a new game plus and start with all of your upgraded guns, whatever pro will be fine. It'll be fun. But if you want to do a new game, new game run, I would recommend that you do hardcore before ever trying pro because new game, new game on pro is like insanity. And I, I did it for the first six, six, whatever. And then I got the infinite after and it was those first six chapters of the village. Are ridiculously hard and I think I told you like I skipped the, the final boss of the village like I found all these different routes to like kind of make it easier on me yeah and I was following a I'm following a guide like it's pro is hard
0: yeah I'm probably uh, gonna I'm probably gonna go right from this to a, a, a just a new game plus on hardcore I would say dude new game plus on pro Oh yeah, you just think because because I'll have all these awesome items, I'll be okay.
1: 100 percent. If you have all those awesome items, pro will be a uh, it'll be a bit cha- more challenging, but you'll still be fine. You have upgraded like an upgraded red nine, upgraded sniper rifle, like you'll be fine. Sweet. Yeah, okay. I would say pro new game plus pro or just new game pure do hardcore. And if I do hardcore, I'll just I'll mow everyone down on new game. Plus. On, on on new game plus, you will interesting. Yeah. Okay. I would say if you, if you want that kind of like fair but really challenging kind of good skill level, I would do. New game, new game, not plus on hardcore.
0: Awesome. Have you yeah. tried Mercenaries yet?
1: Because I haven't unlocked it yet. It's it's unlocked from the beginning. You just have to download it. You have, it's a da- separate thing to download. Oh, then that's why I don't have it. Yeah. So I, I have played it. I waited till I got the platinum first, um, and then I went and downloaded it. Or sorry, and then I went and played it. I only did um, each map once. Um, tried every character in each map, and I, I just put the game away because I wanted to move on to Octopath again. Hmm. Um, it's really fun, um, but again, without kind of co-op or more characters or levels, um, I don't really think it has a staying power beyond maybe you know playing it for an hour. Um, I mean, there are leaderboards, right? Yeah, but I mean, like you know, they're the first fifteen thousand people all have like a million plus scores, and yeah. it's like that's just. So for that, me, that's like, what it, it always was for me. It's, it was always
0: kind of like a fun distraction a little bit, but nothing nothing really to sink my teeth in.
1: Yeah, I think for me what it would really be is if I went and played that game again, let's say six months, I would use that as maybe a good 30-minute warm-up to kind of get used to the controls again.
0: I see. Cool. Yeah.
1: Yeah, anyways, like the game a lot. Big fan. High, high score, game of the year for, for me so far. Maybe Zelda will pass it, but yeah.
0: Yeah, probably able to Zelda, Pikmin, then Resident Evil 4 for me
1: yeah mine will be yeah pretty similar <laughs> uh,
0: um, okay well I guess the last thing I wanted to ask you here was our next episode should we wait until Breath of the Wild 2 or sorry Tears. Tears, of the <laughs> Tears of the Kingdom should we just wait till maybe like that weekend of May 12th to talk to just talk about it or should we I just don't know what else I mean I, what else is coming out like I, I don't think we're either like, of us are going to get
1: the, Advance Wars I'm not getting Advanced advance Wars. There is Jedi Fallen Order or Survivor. I'm not getting that, but I think you might be. I don't know. I'm not. I don't see. At this point, I'm, I'm just not blowing money on every game. Yeah, exactly. I, I think, you know, there, unless there's some big news story coming out about Nintendo mm-hmm. or, you know, a Sony, Microsoft stuff that's worth discussing and kind of dissecting, I, I think we're, we're good for now. You know, like there might be, a, oh, like a Starfield drop or a Spider-Man thing or something. I don't some think big... so, though. I
0: really think uh, Sony, we're going to wait till summer for their big drops. I think that... Microsoft has already announced Starfield is June 11th. And I think that to hear anything more from Nintendo, it'll be uh, July around the Pikmin 4 season. When like You know, after they kind of do I, their marketing yeah. run-up for Pikmin 4, we'll probably get like a late July, early August
1: uh, fall direct. And yeah, I don't think there's, there's much after until Zelda comes out. Uh, but I let's agree. play it
0: by ear. If there is a big announcement or something significant, yeah. we will talk. But if Hollow it's, Knight. Hollow Knight Shadow Drop. Yeah, I mean, but I think <laughs> for the most part, I, I think there's a good chance that our next... Because what are we going to do? Talk about the reviews of Zelda? Talk about the next leak? Like, I think for the most part, we just plan that weekend when it comes out. May 12th is a Friday. Yeah, I, think,
1: I think maybe the 14th we just talk, we have our podcast or something. Yeah, that,
0: that sounds awesome.
1: Um, yeah. Okay, Derek.
0: Well, thanks for the Nintendo Bros chat.
1: Yeah, it was a good, uh, good podcast. It's yeah. everything.
0: We talked about everything. We'll talk about everything. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right, Derek. Well, you have yourself a good night. You too. All right. Nintendo Bros Pete signing out. This is Derek. See you later.